Hey, Reach Paramount. Welcome to our podcast. Hey, this message is from our midweek service with guest speaker, Pastor Mike Vienueva of Captivate Church in a message entitled, One More Time. Enjoy this message. Amen. Amen. Well, it's good to be here. Reach Church. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Omar, for having us here. It's just been a blessing to be a part of the fellowship. Maybe some of you have seen us every once in a while at conference, but we have been a part of the fellowship for a while. And we are in uh, Northern California, so we come from Silicon Valley. Uh, so that's where our church is at. And um, we're just here on vacation. But you know what? Vacations doesn't stop the move of God. Oh, okay, okay. They seem like they're ready. I said vacations don't stop the move of God, right? Because when you have the opportunity to do something for the kingdom of God, you better be able to start doing something for the kingdom of God. That you can only, you know, we're here five days. We, we could take a few hours out of our vacation to help and deliver the word of God for the king. Amen. And so with that, let us open up in prayer. Father God, we just thank you for today, Lord God. We thank you for everyone that is here tonight, Lord God. And we're, Lord, I'm praying just for a mighty move, Lord God, of your Holy Spirit today. Father, I pray for signs, wonders, and miracles today. Lord, I pray that there'll be healings and deliverances today, Lord God. I pray for salvation today, Lord God, and rededication. Those who once served you, Lord God, that tonight they come back to you tonight, Lord God. Those that are here and those that are watching tonight, Lord God. Lord, we ask, Lord God, that you begin to fill this house right now. Can we just ask the Lord to fill his house right now? This is his house. If you just stand with me right now and just go ahead and just flow, sis, and let's just give him our all right now. I know we're getting off work, we're coming home, and you know, it, it's late. But right now is the time to be with our king. And what a better way to be with our king with a, with a bunch of believers and those in the faith. And so, Lord, we ask, Lord God, that you begin to move right now. I pray for every heart and mind right now that you would just begin to take captive their mind and their heart right now. Whatever the circumstances are going on in life right now, Lord God. Oh, Lord God, we give it to you tonight, Lord God. Oh, Lord God, whatever we're going through and even in our walk tonight, Lord God, and even in our, our faith with you tonight, Lord God, Lord, I believe you're calling them one more time to you, Lord God. I believe, Lord God, there's a move, Lord God, in this place right now that you begin to touch every heart. Those that are watching, to touch them online right now, Lord God, just begin to move. Lord, we thank you for this beautiful day you have given us, Lord God, of life. Oh, Lord, we give you all praise tonight, Lord God. I ask, Lord, that you'll anoint me into this message today, Lord God. That it'll touch your people, Lord God. That it'll heal your people, Lord God. I am just your messenger today, Lord God. And just use me, Lord God, for your glory. We give you all the praise and we give you all the glory. In Jesus' name. And everyone says, Amen. Wow. How many have come, you may be seated, how many have come expecting tonight? You know, we shouldn't just come to church because we have to come to church. We should always be coming expecting. We shouldn't come because, you know, we have to be called up upon or if we're not at church. We should come because we want to move. Come on, we should want a move of God every day of our life. Even though I'm passionate, I still need a move of God every day of my life. Uh, I need people in my life that will help me to get into the move of God in my life. 
And so tonight I have this message and it's entitled One More Time. Has anybody in this place felt like you felt like giving up? Uh, your family's not doing well and you want to give up on family. I'm going to hit a lot on family. <laughs> I'm going to hit a lot on, on relationships. And it's just, just tugging on your heart. It's like, I cannot do this anymore. Maybe in our walk, right? I, I can't do this anymore, God. I've tried so many times and I failed or something's not happened. I haven't, you know, did my calling, Lord. You haven't answered to my call. But do you know it's God who will answer your call when he says it's time for your call? I've been serving God over 30 years and I got my calling finally 20 years into the ministry. Oh, okay, here, here. Yeah. You hear all the, oh my God. Hey, when God wants to move, God will move. And that's the difference of being obedient to God and disobedient to God. When you're disobedient to God, you won't serve God no more. Or you, won't, you won't give Him your all no more. But when you're obedient to God, you'll do your all because you know, Lord, I got one more time in me. There's one more in me that I know, Lord, when you'll call me, I'll be ready for the call. See, there's an old saying, like, uh, I'm kind of old, but I'm not that old. <laughs> but there's a saying that we, we used to say back in the day, and a lot of athletes say this. It says, I have a little left in the tank. And a great example of this is we just heard about him. Football season ended, and we saw all the players move around and, and quit and retire, and we saw Tom Brady. And everybody was excited when Tom Brady finally retired. Don't say you didn't. I saw the Facebook. The greatest of all time is finally gone. Yes, praise God. Now we don't have to worry about it. We don't have to see him. But let me tell you, he sat at home and he said this. I can guarantee you this. I still have a little bit more. Oh, did you? You just don't come out of retirement with all that money. I want to get hit by all these big guys and go to all those practices to prove a point. He has nothing to prove. But I believe in his heart. He says, you know what? I have a little more in my tank. And we got to look at that. He has a little bit more in his tank. This man's in his late 40s, middle 40s, and he's still playing ball. Think about that. Some of us have been served five or ten years and we want to give up our faith. The pastor's not letting me preach enough. I've been there. I've been seeing a lot of it. But it's not about that, church. It's about serving God. Come on, you gave him. It's about serving God. And what can I do to be the very best serving God? I tell our church, man, I just said this last week to them. I said, how many can say hi? How many in here can say hi? How many can say, glad to see you? How many can say, kids ministries right over here? I didn't say you had to go into kids ministry. All I said is, kids ministry is right here. See, you need them type of, you need that to show because when we walked in, they said, our kids ministry is right Oh, okay. If you can say those things, you're in ministry. So, what does it
doesn't mean to say that I have a little still in the tank. And for me, it means this. It's been tough. It's quiet. It's been tiring. It's been stressful. I've been hurt. I've been hurt. But I can still do it. Oh, I'm going to read this again. What this means to me, it's been tough. Has it been tough for anybody in this house today besides myself? It's been tiring. There's some tired people in this place. It's okay. It's been stressful. I've been hurt. Come on. But I can still do it. Uh, you know, I'll let Pastor Omar, as soon as I leave, tell you how many times I've called him how much stress I've been under. And he knows, thank God for my pastor. He's my pastor. How many phone calls I had to tell him it's been tough, pastor? How many times it's been tiring? And he's always told me, Mike, you can do this. You've got this. In John chapter 10, verse 10 through 11. The thief comes only to steal and to kill and destroy. It's not going to be a pretty message today because we go through things. Okay, guys? I have come that they may have life. I'm letting you know today that the thief has come to kill and destroy you and I today. He does, it's not an easy cakewalk in Christianity, in our ministry. It's a battle. Amen. And he's come to kill, steal, and destroy and stop you from what God has called you and I to do. But thank God he says, I have come that they may have life. Amen. That God, you're going to give me some life through my trials, Lord God. Lord, you're going to give me some life, uh, some strength through my toughness right now, Lord God. Through my weakness, Lord. But I love this. I, I don't really under, know that. Do you really know how amazing God really is? When you read his word. And he says, and I have, and I have it to the full. I'm not going to give you partial. I'm going to give you a whole bunch where you can't contain anything. Come on. Does anybody need the fullness of God in this place? And I love this. He says, I am the good shepherd. I'm not the half-hearted shepherd. No, I'm not only when you give enough money, then I'm your good shepherd. No, no, no. I'm your good shepherd all the time. Amen. All through your goodness, through your badness, through the ups and downs. I am the good shepherd. And I love what he says here. Because you and I are not worth this. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Aren't you glad that he laid down his life for you? Oh, okay. I said, aren't you glad he's laid down his life for you and I today? Amen. Come on. See, the thief wants to stop you today. He wants to destroy you today. He wants to hinder you. But Jesus has come to save you. He has come to lay down his life for you today. So you and I can prosper in him. I'm not talking prosperity money. Let's talk prosperity in Jesus. The prosperity of what God gives us. 
He gives me a new heart. How many were messed up Christians before, people before, amen? Uh, come on, you were messed up, right? You had a hardened heart, and all of a sudden, Jesus came in and changed your heart. Maybe some are not like that, or some are still like that. Today, we're going to believe that your heart's going to be changed. Uh, baby, who, who used to have a bad attitude all the time coming into church? But Jesus has changed my attitude. I, I'm going to need to be prospered in the things of God. I need to be in the anointing things of God. I, I need to be able to lay hands on the sick and they shall be healed. It's not just for pastors and evangelists. It's for all people. He's laid down his life to give us these things. To preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. To share the word. That's the prosperity in him. And when we get that prosperity, then the blessings come behind it. We are to serve him. We are to worship him. And we are to praise him. And we are to live for him. We need to start living for the king now. So tonight I ask the church, do you have a little still in the tank? Who has a little, little still to, in the tank? That's how I say it in my church. I say, do you still have a little, little? You still have a little something? Is there somebody who have a little something, something still to give to God? Amen. Maybe you quit. Like, how many in this place? I'm ready to get. I got a little something, something still to give to God. I'll preach to you like I preach to my church, okay? That's how I say it. I got a little something, something. I'm letting you know today, just like I let my church, life isn't easy. There won't be, there's going to be disappointments in our lives. There's going to be the ups and downs in our lives. There's going to be good times and there's going to be great times in life. And in serving in the Lord. Church, I hate to break it to you. There's going to be bad days serving God too. Come on. Because there are the times when you and I don't see anything happening. Has anybody been there besides me? You're not, man, God, I've been praying for a year. Ain't nothing moved yet. Oh, I, I, I've been praying for a year and nothing's moved. That's why I'm saying this today. <laughs> and nothing's moved. But I'm still serving God. Oh, come on, I said I'm still serving God. I didn't say, Pastor Omar, you better send a man and a couple down here and take over this church, Lord God. No, no, I said, no, I'm still serving God. I have a pastor that I can go to who can encourage me and direct me and say, hey, come on, you still got it. And the times he doesn't respond is the times I hate. <laughs> They're laughing at me. <laughs> I hate the non-response of God. Has anybody been there? You're like, Lord, man. So I'm going to let you know how I talk to my church to God. I talk to him just like a human, because he is, to me. I said, dude, I don't get you. You tell me to pray, I pray. You say whatever I ask, it shall be given. Oh, I quote, and why aren't you providing? Dude, what's up? You know what he tells me? Don't quit praying. 
And I counter back, well, I want to quit praying. (laughs) Oh, I'm honest. I go through things. I'm letting you know. I go through some trials. I'm human. Right? I'm hungry just like you are tonight. And there's times he doesn't respond, but he always has a counter response. And I hate the counter response. And parents, you should know this too with your kids. Why? And he just says, keep praying. But why? Keep praying. He'll tell me, can you keep praying? Do you have one more prayer in you? How do you tell God no? That's a one more time. You know, we're going to have that prayer until we go home to be with the Lord. Why, God? In Luke chapter 5, 1 through 7, it says this. It says, once when he was standing on the shore of the lake, Genesaret, the crowd was pushing in on him to better hear the word of God. He noticed two boats tied up. And this is where I'm going to kind of hit this at. The fishermen had just left them and were out scrubbing their nets. They just finished fishing. We got fishermen in this place? I used to be a fisherman. I quit because I could never catch anything. So I said, (laughs) I'm not wasting my time no more. I'm going to go to the fish store. I'm going to go buy that, that nice salmon or that halibut. It's all done for me. Go home, put the butter on it, put the, put the garlic, put it in foil, cook it. And I don't even like fish. I just do it. <laughs> but we try to be those tough guys, right? We'll get up at 3 in the morning and go fishing and all that and stay out there all day. And uh, I don't know if you guys go deep sea fishing out here, but oh, where we're at, we do. And, you know, it's not worth getting sick. And I have more t- I, my time's more precious than sitting on a boat all day. <laughs> Am I the only one? I'm telling my time's too precious now, especially being a grandparent now. My time is precious. <laughs> my, kids, my grandkids want to tell me to go fishing. I'm going to buy that fishing game and let them fish on the TV. <laughs> I got a koi pond. I'll, I'll let them catch and release my koi. Guaranteed catch. But anyway, sorry. The fishermen had just left them and were out scrubbing their nets. We're going somewhere. He climbed into the boat that was Simon's and asked him to put out a little from the shore. In other words, get this boat out again. Sitting there, using the boat for a pulpit, he taught the crowd. But there's something else that takes place. Verse 4, when he finished teaching, he said, Simon, push out into deep water. And let your nets out for a catch. Now Peter's a fisherman. He's going to have a talk with the Lord right now. Actually, he's going to have a little conflict, I think. I know it sounds subtle, but I would, if I was a fisherman, I'd say, Lord, you're crazy, dude. And he says, go out there for a catch. In verse uh, 5 through 7, he says, Simon said, Master, We've been fishing hard all night and haven't caught even a minnow. But if you say so, here he goes, I will let out the nets. He's counting the Lord. He's like, dude, you don't know what you're talking about. We're the fishermen. We know the waters. We couldn't even catch a minnow. And if anybody knows fishing, do you know what a minnow is? It's only about that big. So that means there was nothing out there. 
Lord, we don't got time for this. You don't understand it takes hours to clean nets. Hours to mend nets. Lord, you, I know you're Jesus. I know you're the Messiah. I get you. I understand. You just preached a phenomenal message off my boat. But this is one thing you don't know. Come on. I, that's how I look at it. These guys just didn't sit there. They challenged him at times. Because that's how they had to get built up in their faith. And their callings. To trust God with all their heart and all their mind. And lean not on their own understanding. See, this is their understanding. They're fishermen. And it says this. It was no sooner said that done a huge haul of fish. Not only a huge haul, but it was straining the nets past its capacity. It's like the great movie, Luca. I'm a grandparent. I got My grandson, he's one who loves Luca. And I don't know if you've seen Luca, but there's a part when they go out fishing because they say they're good fishermen, right? Which they are because they're whatever, sea creatures. And the great Luca goes, the, the, the fisherman goes, oh, horrible catch. They get one. And the great Luca goes, the fish are over there. Now here's a fisherman. He knows, and he's going to listen to a kid. And if you see the movie, what does he have? They have a large catch. It's like this with the Lord. He's telling you have one more fishing trip in you. Oh. Do you have a little something still in you? I know you guys know it all. <laughs> you are the know-it-alls. I get it. I get it. But I am God. Okay. But I'm God. <laughs> you might be the fisherman, but I'm God. I'll show you where the catch is at. I planted the fish in the sea. I know where they're going to be. But do you have a little bit more in you to go fishing just a little bit more? And that's for you and I today. Do you have a little more in you that you can just cast your net one more time? And straining the nets past capacity. They waved to their uh, partners in the other boat to come help them. They filled both boats, nearly swapping them with the catch. Look at what just took place because they did it one more time. Just think if they said, no, Lord, we're done. I'm out. Deuces. <laughs> you guys, oh, come on, see, because I'm hitting a nerve. Deuces to the church, we're out. Oh, deuces to the ministry, man. They want me here too long. Oh, deuces to prayer meetings. An hour and a half to pray, deuce. I know the slang. But do you know it's that prayer meeting that you missed out? That, that your answer could have been answered by God? That he was getting ready to do something in your life? Do you know when you wanted your breakthrough in the ministry, you were crying about to God that he was going to get ready to pour it out? You don't know if the pastor or the leaders were getting ready to put you in that position? Oh. But there's a good news. You got one more in you. Come on. See, these men were cleaning and fixing their nets. They were fishing all night long. They're tired. Anybody been tired? Come on. They were probably upset. Anybody been upset, like I've said? 
You know, these are fish. I mean, these are these guys. It takes a lot to fish, man, especially what they do. They're up all night. They catch nothing. There's disappointment. There's failure. Anybody felt like a failure in this place? Come on. They felt like they never would get a break. They were in a drought. Has anybody been in a drought? But I'm here to tell you, give Jesus one more time. I said, give Jesus one more. Do you have a little something, something in you still? These are businessmen. And they're met with disappointment. I don't know if there's any businessmen in here, but there's going to be disappointment. I own a company and I have many disappointments in my company. See, these fishermen, again, like I said, toiled all night, yet caught nothing. See, but the race isn't always for the swift, it takes diligence. It takes perseverance. Oh, come on. It takes diligence. It takes perseverance. We must do our duty. And then leave the event to God. We must leave our duty. And leave it to God. God, take it. God, here it is. God, I'm going to continue to serve you regardless if you answer that prayer or not. Oh, I'm going to hit a nerve. I'm saying, God, I'm going to continue to serve you. If, if my kid doesn't come back home, I'm going to continue just to serve you. Lord, if my marriage isn't working out, I'm going to continue to serve you, God, and just continue to serve because I know my breakthrough is going to come in my marriage. Amen. I know my breakthrough is going to come in my kids. I know my breakthrough is going to come in my business. If I keep serving you, Lord God, I know my breakthrough is going to come in my ministry. If I keep serving you, God, I'm going to continue, Lord God, because one more time with me, Lord God. Have your way with me, Lord God. That's what God is wanting from us right now. Do you have one more in you? Give the Lord a shout. Hey, I do, Lord. Come on. Do you have one more in you tonight? See, like I said, there are going to be times in our lives that our faith is tested. Let me tell you right now, you're, if you're being tested, you're in the testing zone. It's okay to be in the testing zone. So I'm from Silicon Valley and all this takes place and I own a uh, commercial plumbing business kind of let you know the background and they do a lot of testing on equipment and they do I do all the uh, pharmaceutical and biotech up in South City I handle that division of my company and there's a lot of testing going on there's always that testing moment why because there's a cure okay there's always a testing moment because there's a cure Right? So there's a testimony in God because there's a cure getting ready to happen to you and I today. Because something's going to have a breakthrough. You're going to be healed. You're going to be delivered. You're going to be set free. Amen. You're going to have a new mindset of God. You're going to have an open heart to God. Oh, you're going to love God with all your heart and all your soul. Maybe some of us have lost that. And today God's saying, give me one more time. 
Because you and I have to trust God. That's it. That's the bottom line. Proverbs chapter 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Doesn't say trust in the Lord with half your heart. Only on a Sunday, have a Sunday heart or a Wednesday heart. Or encounter or connect group heart. No, 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 no. All your heart. Uh, 24-7, seven days a week, 365 days a year, till you go home and be with God. That's a long time. And I know it's hard. I've been there. I'm preaching to the preacher. And it says, do not depend on your own understanding. We just got a lot of hard-headed people. It's my understanding. That's the way it works. That's the way you, you preach the gospel. Ooh. That's the way you take up a tithe and offering. That's the way you run the kids' ministry. Oh, that's... No. Love the Lord with all your heart. And leave all your stinking thinking behind. And just serve God. Seek His will in all you do. Mm. Maybe you're not having breakthroughs because you're not trusting God with everything. I've been around the block. In my life, I didn't trust God at times. I'm going to be honest. There's times. I know you're all like, whoa, look at this. Yeah. Oh, there's times. We, a while back, we're going through something. And I didn't trust God. I was like, God, yeah, yeah there's not going to be no breakthrough. But there's been breakthroughs. But it was on God's breakthrough time. I was saying it has to be now because I'm running, I'm running out of time right now. Right? I'm, I'm tired of not sleeping no more, Lord. I'm a sleeper, so I love my sleep. And Lord, I'm tired of waking up at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning praying. But he's saying, because that's not your own understanding. It's me. You gotta, I wake you up. I make you uncomfortable. I want to see how much you love me. I want to see how much you're going to do it one more time. I want to see if you're going to give your all to this. I want to see where your heart is with me. And he will show you which, which path to take. I just hit on this real quick. There's some business guys in here. Give your business to God. Okay. Just give your business to God. But you understand. I got guys in my, they, they won't come to church because they're too worried about working. And then I ask them, they come to the altar call and I go, what's wrong? It's my work. I said, well, give it to God. Trust him. Trust him. He will make the way. There was a part, I worked seven days a week. I would miss church. There was a time, my wife was, she was pregnant and she was having a miscarriage. I said, sorry, I can't take you to the doctor. I'm working. But Lord rebuked me. He says, where's your heart, man? You're, he called me a heathen. And I was. No, I was. Because I was worried about money and, and having all these things. And I wasn't worried about my family or my child, amen, or my ministry. I even let my ministry go. But the minute I gave it all to God, 
The minute I said, Lord God, I got one more in me, Lord. There's a little something. Forgive me. I repented to God. I said, use me, God. Whatever you want, God. I'm going to give you it all, God. You just take care of this business. That's all I ask. And right now, he's taking care of the business, and we are blessed. Amen. My life switched uh, 180 degrees. Amen. 360 degrees. I even told my wife today, I said, man, I want them to leave me alone. They're even asking me today, do you have any work for me? Because we're not going to be working for the next three weeks. I said, sorry, you're going to have to go home. Before, I would stress out. Even on vacation right now, I'd be trying to find them work. I said, I've been telling you guys already. Save your money. Oh, okay. I told Pastor Omar I teach a financial classes, you know, one day, and maybe one day I could come up here and do it, but I don't know. By, by that response, no, 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 I don't know. That response would be like, get him out of here. I'm like, Ooh. But see, I want to share something. All the guys that I work with, and I don't like to be the, like I'm a boss. I don't do that. They all know I'm a pastor, and they all know I'm saved, of course. And when they're going through, guess who they come to? Amen. Because, come on, somebody. Because, see, I gave it one more time. And they know who to come through. Right? They know who to come to. Amen. And I'm able to pray with them and just listen to them. See, we cannot depend on ourselves. Number one, quit depending on yourself now. You're not that good. Because if you are, you'd be where you want to be. So you're not that good. Oh, come on. See, some people get it. I ain't that good because I ain't where I want to be. That's it. You're trusting yourself. Don't trust yourself. Trust God and watch what you're going to be in Christ Jesus. Come on. You remember that saying, be all you could be? The Marines and all that, right? That logo. Well, you could be all you could be in Jesus Christ. Trust him. And we must trust the Lord with everything that is in us. You have to trust him, church. As a man has been, like I said, been serving a long time. Man, I had to truly just learn, I trust you, Lord. I, I don't care what the circumstances are. I don't even care what it looks like. I trust you. <laughs> Pastor Omar's wife saying to me, Mike, God knew what he was doing. And he knew you were going to go through all this. And God's got it under control. And there's times I want to say, I know, Pastor, but you know what? I don't like, that. I don't like the way you're talking to me right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm being real. I'm very, I'm very, but I won't do that. But there's times I'm like, I don't want to hear this, Pastor. I want you to, I want you to sympathize with me right now, Pastor. Pastor, sit with me right now, please, buddy. And just say, yes, you're right, Mike. Yeah, go ahead and stop. Take a break, right? No. And then I always call my wife, Pastor Viv, or Viv. And I said, I talked to Pastor Omar. What'd he tell you? You know what he always tells me. That's why I love my pastor. He loves me. You should be thankful. If he talks to you like that, he loves you. It's the, it's the things you don't want to hear, you know, that he loves you, right? And you know, man, he loves me. In Joshua chapter 1, verse 9, it says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous? Where's all the strong and courageous people in this house right now? Come on. What happened to you? Where'd you go? Amen. Oh, a little conflict came in. You stopped whatever. Whatever happened, you quit. In the world, you were so strong and bad. Oh, come on now. 
Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So you got to believe this though, church. I, that's the difference. You got to believe God's with you. Even in your circumstances you're at right now, God is with you right now. Even through that trial you're going through, God is with you right now. Even through the disappointment you're going through, God is with you. He's comforting you. Come on, you got to let him comfort you. He's with you and I. But it tells us to be strong. No. This is how I fight my battles. D don't sing the song just to sing it. Anybody could sing it. But do you mean it? See, do you truly believe that God fights your battles? This is how I fight my battles. I'm not good on memory of worship songs. I might mess them all up, but please have mercy on me and grace. See, we sing these songs and we praise God and it's great when we're all together. But what happens when you're at home? What happens when you leave right now and you start walking to the parking lot and you still have aught with somebody that you're here with and the fight breaks out in the parking lot? asking today. 
Come on, do you have a little bit more in that tank? Do you have a little something, something still inside you? And God's touching you right now saying, you got it one more time. Can you give your all one more time? Can you trust me, amen? Get out of this circumstance and come over to this side right now. God is saying, can you worship one more time with me, amen? God is saying, can you pray one more time? Keep praying for that family member. Keep praying for whatever you're praying for that you're not getting that breakthrough. God is saying, can you continue to pray? Come on, take it up a little bit. Can you serve one more time? Some of you might have uh, turned away from God as servant, but can you serve one more time? Come on, do you have a little something, something in you to serve a man? Can you forgive one more time? Oh, forgiving is hard, but can you forgive one more time? Amen. If that's you on this forgiveness part, I want you to stand to your feet right now. Lift those hands and say, Lord, here I am. One more time I can forgive, Lord God. Come on. There's got to be some breakthrough in forgiveness. Amen. Because God forgave you and I for our sins. we got to forgive others for what they've done for us. Amen. There's a lot of people dealing with unforgiveness today. And I'm here to tell you that God is saying, forgive. Amen. And you'll watch what's going to happen. Forgive Forgive that family member, forgive that co-worker, forgive that friend, whatever it may be. Forgive that child. Can you love one more time? Oh, love stinks. That's a whole song back in the day. Can you love one more time? Can you have some mercy one more time? Just as much God's given you mercy today. Can you give somebody mercy and grace? Oh, can you take a chance one more time? Your dreams were killed, but can you take a chance again? How many had their dreams killed? Businesses, whatever. One more time. I'm a man standing before you. I'll have enough time. I can talk your ears out. Can you fight for your family one more time? Oh, come on fight for your family church regardless of what they tell you just fight in one ear and out the other fight for your family one more time can you fight for your marriage one more time marriages maybe are tough right now fight for your marriage forgiveness whatever it may be right now God's gonna move in a mighty way right now he's gonna heal right now he's gonna heal the brokenhearted right now that's you just lift those hands right now but before I just move on let's just get into the presence let let the presence go just flow right now guys you can flow with me just go just like that oh yes Lord begin to move right now Lord Oh, Lord, begin to have your way, Lord God. Those here and those that are watching right now, live stream, wherever, just give it to God tonight. But before we move on, just begin to speak in your heavenly light. Let God begin to minister you and touch your heart right now. He's touching your heart right now. He's touching your mind right now. Let him have his way with you tonight. Come on, church.
Thanks so much for listening to this message from Reach Church Paramount. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Reach Paramount. To give and support this podcast and ministry, visit our website at reachparamount.com slash give.